You're listening to the Simple Pen Podcast, Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Simple Pin Podcast. I'm your host, Kate All, and I'm the owner and founder of Simple Pin Media. We're a Pinterest management company based out of Portland, Oregon. And we help manage our clients' Pinterest presence so they can focus back on their business. But I also have this podcast where I teach simple, actionable tips so you can DIY your Pinterest marketing. So today's podcast is going to be all about hashtags on Pinterest. And so many of you have asked many, many questions over the last year. And it's been a full year since they added them in. And there still seems to be confusion and frustration and basically just kind of pretending they don't exist because sometimes it's a little bit easier to do. And so we're going to dive into that today. But I want to make sure, first of all, that you are signed up for the Wednesday email that I send out. That's the Simple Pin newsletter that comes out every Wednesday morning at 5 a.m. Eastern. And you can sign up for that by going to simplepinmedia.com slash email. And there you'll also get the free 21-page Pinterest planner that I created in conjunction with Tailwind. So make sure you sign up there so that you can be up to speed on all things that happen on Pinterest, including any updates to uh, promoted pins. I talked about that last week and their changes over there. And then things like this with hashtags. All right. So with that, let's dive in. I have a guest with me today, Jennifer Priest. And I heard her on Leslie Samuels podcast talking about hashtags on Pinterest. And we had met briefly at Social Media Marketing World last year as well. And so reminding me of her and the podcast with Leslie and all that kind of stuff, I thought we got to talk about this. So Jennifer, welcome to the Simple Pin podcast. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to have you here too. And I remember you even at Social Media Marketing World saying something to me like, hey, I've got this thing with hashtags. I feel like we need to talk about it. And I know that um, you had mentioned something to Elisa too, and it just kind of got away from me. So I'm glad to have you here. So before we dive into that, tell listeners all about you and what you do. So I started this whole journey. I'm like the least tech savvy person (laughs) that you'd probably ever meet. Um, I started this whole journey because I was a crafter and I was teaching scrapbook classes at different stores. And um, I had an email list. I started with email marketing back in 2001. Wow. It was like a long time ago. And um, I was was selling on eBay and I was teaching my little scrapbook classes and using my list to, to reach people. And in 2007, I started teaching at this really big scrapbook store and all the girls there were like, oh my gosh, you need a blog, you need Facebook, you need to start building all this stuff, you need to get on Etsy. And I started, I just dove in and just started doing it because they were like, you know, we like getting your newsletter, but we don't have a place to find you online. Like say I wanted to share your class with my friend, I don't have a way to really share it. And doing that, I just started researching and learning and kind of testing and not really realizing that that's what I was doing was, you know, testing out something and then analyzing the results and then making adjustments. And I started getting really good at it to where people started asking me questions about blogging and email and Facebook. And in 2009, so this was, I started doing the the blog and stuff in 2007. In 2009, I got my first social media strategy client 
And I've been doing social media strategy and consulting along with still blogging about crafts and recipes. Um, I do social media strategy for craft and uh, handmade creative type companies. Very cool. And at that same time, did you get on Pinterest in 2009 too? No, I was not a super early person. I I don't remember exactly when I started Pinterest. It was still during the period that you had to get the invitation okay. to join. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't take it seriously, not until a couple years ago, like maybe 2015 is when I started really taking Pinterest seriously. Before I was like, oh, this is a cute place to like curate my little feed and um, save stuff to boards that's inspiring. But I didn't really save my content to it. And I didn't really use it as a marketer. You know, and I think that's pretty common too, because in those first years of Pinterest, the 2009 to 2014, there was still so much confusion about how to use it as a marketer, especially since so many people had been using it personally, that the the leap from personal to marketer felt so odd. And you just didn't get how it worked because, you know, you had just saved stuff personally. Like it felt weird to pin your own stuff and it was very odd. So 2015... I think a lot of people came over there too, because that's when Facebook had changed and all these other things had happened. So it's pretty common to hear, you know, what you're saying about 2015, really getting serious about Pinterest marketing. So then I'm assuming that also helped you with your social media strategy side, like you're able to integrate that into teaching people about that as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of like as a social media manager or strategist for a while, I managed people's accounts. Now I more do strategy. I still have a couple management clients, but but I really don't. My heart's not in that. Yeah. But I think one of the things that happens when you do that is it's kind of like the plumber whose sink is always clogged or the mechanic whose car is always broken. You're working on everybody else's stuff yeah. and yours kind of gets pushed to the back burner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I totally agree with that. Yeah, like it doesn't grow. And so while I was using Pinterest for my clients and we were you know, trying to do the most up-to-date strategy for my own sites. It was kind of like, oh yeah, I'll pin some stuff every once in a while. And it wasn't until I got a Tailwind account that I really started getting a lot more serious about Pinterest and digging deeper into the strategy of it. That's a perfect segue to the hashtags. So I'm going to have you give a little bit of an update or I guess tell people where the history of hashtags on Pinterest, what's happened with hashtags, how does Pinterest view them? And why are they on there now? Yeah, so a lot of my ideas are hypotheses, even though I've talked to people at Pinterest about hashtags. um, It's really interesting to hear their feedback on it. I was at VidCon this summer, and um, they did a whole session about some new things they have coming up with Pinterest. And, you know, VidCon is all about video, so that can give you some ideas of where they're going with it. And I asked them, I was like, hey, you guys didn't talk about hashtags at all. Like, do you guys have any advice for us? And um, I was telling him some of the results that I was getting on my account. And he told everyone in the room, he's like, everybody go ask this lady for help. I was like, hey, you should tell us something, like give me a nugget or something. Um, So... It's it's kind of it's kind of like Pinterest is still discovering what hashtags can, hashtags can do. Um, so the the thing with hashtags on Pinterest is you always could use them, and then there started to be they just weren't clickable, they weren't really search friendly. But you could always stick them in your pin description or wherever you wanted to put them. They weren't necessarily functional, and there were a lot of rumors going around about like you should only use two hashtags, and then people were upset because 
you're doing a sponsored blog post and you got this sponsor that wants you to use three hashtags in a post, like, is that going to ruin my pin? And Pinterest, meanwhile, is in the background <laughs> working on this whole way to increase, you know, to create hashtag functionality on their site. And in September, at the end of September last year, they rolled it out. It's like they flipped a switch. And I look at it when a platform does something like that, when they're investing in this new level of functionality, it's not something where they actually do flip a switch. It's something where they've got months and months, if not years of planning, developers on the back end, thousands of dollars invested in creating this new facet of the experience on the platform. And so I happened to be in the middle of developing a course on hashtags to go with the membership I had. I had this membership where people could join and they would get lists of hashtags that we were researching every month. Um, and so people were wondering, how do we use hashtags? So I was like, oh, I'll make a course and help you guys learn. And so right in the middle of that, Pinterest turns this on. So I had this group of people who were all using hashtags. We were all really excited about hashtags. They were getting these lists for me every month. They were excited about this course. And I was like, you guys, Pinterest just turned this on. They've obviously invested time and money and research into this. They're not just going to do something flippantly. So we should totally deep dive on this. And within like two weeks of Pinterest turning hashtags on, my, my members were getting all of these crazy results. They were like, oh my gosh, I just put up a brand new blog post and it just got a huge spike of traffic in the first week. And I'm like, what? And so <laughs> we were able to replicate that by using hashtags within like two days on sponsored posts. We were seeing huge traffic spikes and the traffic was coming from Pinterest. We could see it on Google Analytics. And so that got me really excited about hashtags because I started to experiment and then look at these results that my members were getting. and it seemed like hashtags were this really powerful signal to Pinterest, almost kind of like an SEO type of signal saying, hey, this is what my content is about. You should show it in these contexts. You should show it to people searching for this type of content. And so we experimented more and more and more and um, developed basically a strategy, which is really simple. <laughs> it's pretty straightforward. Um, I try not to do things that are too complicated. But over that time that that has happened, Pinterest has made a lot of changes. And it's, you know, as like I was talking to you a little bit about creating a course, you know, I'd be in the middle of filming a video and Pinterest would change something with hashtags. I would literally see it on the screen. And so there, there are a lot of changes with it. There are some times where functionality isn't that great. And right now, um, some of the things that we had seen as results by using hashtags, we're not seeing exactly the same type of result because I think Pinterest is making some changes. So on the user side, we're seeing some changes with how the hashtags are working. Um, and I think I think you said we might talk about that a yes. little bit. Yes. But yeah, that's kind of been the evolution. So here we are full circle a year later. Nobody was using hashtags. The only hashtags on there were really, you know, Instagram posts that people had pinned or like really old posts. People just slapped hashtags on and there was no competition. Now everyone is using hashtags. So the, the playing field is a little bit different yeah, than it was a year ago. Definitely. That's a really good point. I like that you point that out because um, when we do see the introduction of something new and people find success, there's definitely this like settling point that happens where you have to kind of level the playing field, if you will. And then um, it kind of 
comes down to, okay, what's working, what's not working. And now that we're all using it, we have more experience to draw on. So one of the things I'd like to do to break it down for people who are listening, and we have a lot of questions that I got from my Facebook group. So those that are more in detail, we can save those for later. But let's just get to somebody's totally new to this hashtag thing. One question that I know everybody would ask is, um, how many do we use? That's probably number one. And where is the best place to use them? So let's start with those two questions first, and then we'll kind of break out from there. Okay, so how many you use? Pinterest says in their best practices guidance that you can use up to 20. I think that means you could use more than 20, I guess. Um, I haven't tried more than 20 yet. I don't really count them. I think the best rule of thumb for the number of hashtags to use is how many relevant hashtags can you put on that post? And there is a limit because you have a 500 character description that you can use. So you can't just, you know, paste 800 hashtags right. in there and think Call that it good. Works. Okay. Um, yeah. So when you're thinking about relevancy, it's going to be a different number for every post because, you know, hashtag chicken tacos isn't relevant to my tamale post, even though it's Mexican food. You want to just make sure that they're relevant. If that's three for that post, awesome. If you can find 20 relevant hashtags for that post, even better. But don't don't force it. Like don't start going way outside of of the norm. So like if it was chicken tacos, you wouldn't put like hashtag LA or something like, or, you know, downtown LA or something that's just not really related. Okay. So then a question, a follow-up question to that would be, um, how do you even find out which hashtags to use? Or is it like you said, just based on what's relevant to the post? So the, the rule of thumb that we've found that works is it's very different from like, say, Instagram, right? Instagram, you can use hashtags like I have this thing with pink and people are actually looking for that. On Pinterest, it really is a lot more like an SEO type of strategy where you're saying, okay, this post is about uh, scrapbooking. And so I should use hashtag scrapbook, hashtag scrapbooking, hashtag scrapbooks. So, so it's very much more about the keywords. And I think that's a good starting off place. Because when we look at hashtag results on Pinterest, you go to Pinterest, you search for hashtags, and it brings up all kinds of stuff that doesn't have hashtags. Mm. Why is that? Mm -hmm. Well, my hypothesis is that it's bringing that stuff up because it's, it's looking at the words that are in the hashtag. It's matching it, matching that content based on the keyword. So if you use hashtags, not as uh, I have this thing with pink, kind of hashtag where it's on a subject, but more, I want people who are looking for this content to find it, whether they search the hashtag or whether they search the keyword, then it makes sense to take your keywords and turn them into hashtags. That's like the most logical starting point. So but can I ask a quick question about that? You don't replace it with a hashtag, right? Like if you write the one to two sentences, do you put your hashtag in the middle or you just put them at the end? Yes, I didn't answer your other question before. Okay. Um, I always put the hashtags at the end. And the reason okay. is you have Me to think too. about, yeah, what are people used to on that platform, right? They're used to reading the description that sentences and then hashtags at the end. The only place where people really replace the, ha the, the words with hashtags and can get away with it is like Twitter. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Yeah, I mean, you can cleverly do it on Instagram. But if you think about why are people coming to Pinterest, they're coming to discover things, a hashtag in the middle of a sentence is really hard to read. So you want to make your description as easy for people to read and perceive what it's about. The hashtags, they're not reading those. What they're for is basically like for keywords to help your post get found. Okay. And with that, one of the things that I know I've recommended, but I'm curious to see if you do as well, is to use a branded hashtag. Like for me, hashtag Simple Pin Podcast. Is that something that's good to use or no? Yes. So back from the beginning, I recommended that people do that. And it was interesting. I think it was somebody in my membership who asked that question. And I was like, well, let's try it out. And so we started putting just hashtag for my blog. It was smart, fun DIY. And one of the things that we found that was really cool is when you do find that content surfacing in the feed or the followers feed or well, not the followers feed, it's not relevant for that, but in the regular feed or in the search results, when your post shows up, typically the hashtag, the first couple hashtags uh, show up at the bottom of the post, right under the title. And so those are clickable. And what's really cool about using a branded hashtag is people can click that branded hashtag and see all of the posts that you've ever put on Pinterest with that hashtag. And they don't even have to follow you. So I like to put it right at the front because then people can click on it and and it's kind of natural for them to be curious if they are curious to click hashtags, that they would click the first one and bam, now they see all your stuff. It's like a great way to get more exposure. Yes, I, I totally agree with that. And it's been something we started from the beginning too as well because it's like a great collection of your content. And even if you wanted to tell your users, hey, even hop over to Pinterest and put hashtag Simple Pin Podcast and you'll find all my content. And that's a great thing to include in any social post to do cross promotion in your email. And it, I mean, it's not hard to remember hashtag whatever your brand is. And they're like, oh, okay, that's easier than sometimes clicking on a link and going from here to here to here. So one of the things we've been talking about is using hashtags specifically in pin descriptions. Is that the only place we should use them? No, you can actually use them in board names. Now, I have not been able to replicate this recently. But for the last, whatever, 10 months, (laughs) this has been working. And so I don't know if Pinterest is adjusting something or not. But what we found is when we put hashtags in board names, those boards were coming up in search when you search. So what would an example be of a name with a hashtag? So I have a board about Whole30 recipes. And then at the end of it, I just put hashtag Whole30. Mm, Okay. And you found that those tend to get higher in search or get greater clicks, I guess. Yeah, they they tend to get more interaction, I think, because it's easier for people to find them if they're searching the hashtag. But like in the last month, I haven't been able to replicate that because I wanted to record a video showing that. And um, I have one in my course, but I wanted to record like a public one. And I'm like, it's not working. And so I don't know if they're making changes or, you know, if you if you go on the platform every day, like, you know, someone that is managing Pinterest, we go on the platform like every day, you see these little micro changes. And so you're like, Oh, something's up there. The engineers are adjusting something. So um, sometimes things work and sometimes things don't. But if you think about the hashtag as a tool, as like an additional way to insert keywords, what's the harm in sticking it on the end of your 
your board name, right? The board name's there for people to read still. And then you've got the hashtag at the end for search. I wouldn't put like 10 hashtags as a board name or something like that, but maybe one, you know, yeah, one relevant one, no biggie. Okay. I like that. And that's a good challenge for those who are listening. Go ahead and test it. And at the time we're recording this podcast, there are a lot of changes happening. Even, you know, like Jennifer said, when we you know, manage or work with this platform, we go on and we see all these tiny changes. And even today, hardly any of mine were hyperlinking. They turned blue. They were just staying as regular text. So you couldn't click on them. Some people have seen them disappear. So know when you see those things, it's just Pinterest making changes and a little glitchy. Just wait a couple of weeks and it usually sorts itself out. So right now, it seems like they're doing some stuff with them. But I also know too that at this time, they're converting all promoted pins to one tap. And um, we're not going to get into hashtags with promoted pins or any of that. But just know that when some of those changes take place, we see other changes, kind of glitches and things fall off. But um, so take, you know, take the ideas that we're talking about here and test them out and see how they work. So I like that test in board names. Um, would we include them anywhere else? Profile descriptions, um, profile names, or basically leave them out of that? I think it, it just depends on like, do you want to test these things, you know, and how can you test this stuff? You've got to really make sure that you're not making any other changes. So if you want to test, Hey, does my profile get more views with a hashtag in it? Try it, but don't change anything else for a couple of weeks because you won't be able to tell what actually influenced those views, whether it's you're pinning more or, or the, if it's the hashtag in the, in the name. So try to test things if you want to see if it works because something and also something might work for somebody in a certain industry and not work for someone else. Like if I put hashtag scrapbooking, I know scrapbookers, they're probably not looking for hashtag scrapbooking, but somebody who's looking for a Pinterest strategy might look for hashtag Pinterest or hashtag tailwind. Okay. Yeah. that To not compare apples to oranges, right? Like one account is different than another account and each has their own type of avatar they're targeting. So not to compare one over the other is a good thing to think about. Um, okay. So here is another question about hashtags that a lot of people are really curious about is the long tail, short tail, medium tail, what is it when you're writing a hashtag on Pinterest? Is it better to put um, dinner recipes, hashtag dinner recipes, all one word, or hashtag dinner, hashtag recipes? How specific do we want to be and how close together do we want to put them? So, yeah. Um, so I will let you in on a little secret of something I'm doing. I've increased my... Um, reach on Pinterest by 10% by doing this in the last month. So you know how Pinterest is always, <laughs> yeah, you know, they're always telling us they want fresh content. Um, so what I started doing is for my blog posts, I have the one pin image on the blog post and the one pin description with, you know, a handful of relevant hashtags. And then I make more pins, like a lot more pins, like 12 to 20 pins. And those each have a unique, do they have a unique image or are they all the same? A, okay. A unique image a un and a unique description okay. and a unique set of hashtags. Okay. And so when you look at it that way of going, okay, I want to do this on scale. I need a lot of hashtags. Mm. And so I'm, I'm getting back to where, what your question yeah, that's was. Great. <laughs> um, 
So Pinterest has said over and over and over, I've heard this from Enid Huang from Pinterest at, at conferences. I've heard this from other people at Pinterest and even on some of the, um, I think I might even heard on one of your podcast episodes that Pinterest says you should use broad hashtags. So that would be something like hashtag recipe, hashtag dinner. Well, what we found in just my membership group using hashtags and even myself is that the specific hashtags work really good to get fast results. And so you want to use a mix of broad hashtags and specific hashtags. And the reason is the broad hashtags help you show up in the search feed. So if somebody's searching and and hashtags were showing up chronologically, they're again, like we said, they're making changes. It's kind of hard to tell in the search results right now um, because hashtags aren't showing up necessarily, but which I think is a glitch, but typically they show up chronologically. So if you want to show up for recipes because somebody's looking for a dinner recipe, they want to know what to make for dinner tonight. If you used hashtag recipes, hashtag dinner, hashtag dinner recipes, those are going to be great for showing up in that feed. However, those are being used so many times, and this is a lot like Instagram hashtag strategy. When a, when a hashtag has so much volume of usage, you're up at the top, and then 30 seconds later, you're down at the bottom. So you want to use those broad hashtags for that moment that you could show up at the top, but you want to use the specific hashtags, those keyword hashtags, for showing up in search. So if somebody's searching for chicken masala or easy something. chicken and rice okay yeah like something specific so i might have hashtag dinner hashtag dinner recipes but i might also have hashtag paleo chicken and rice which i don't know how you would make that but <laughs> right. you know I, i'm searching for something specific i'd have you know hashtag chicken recipe i would think of different ways to combine those words so that if someone was looking for that content and this is kind of a good exercise to go through when choosing your hashtags if someone was looking for my content, what kind of things would they be typing into search? And so you could brainstorm those. But also what we do on every blog post, when we're doing our keyword research, we go to Pinterest and we research the hashtags, we research the keywords to use. That's how I can write all those descriptions is by researching all of that ahead of time. Mm, yeah. And for so can, a quick pause for those listening who have never done keyword search on Pinterest, you literally just go to the search bar and start typing in and it uh, auto populates what the searches are. And then you can even go deeper into the guided search boxes that pop up after you choose something. So just for those of you who are listening who have never done that, we'll link to how to keyword on Pinterest our blog post that we have. Um, but this is a great strategy that Jennifer's talking about. So take note. There you go. There's my interruption. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And one of the things that you can do is if you're like, oh, I'm having such a hard time coming up with keywords or hashtags and I just don't even know where to go. You can kind of poach other people's hashtags. So if you type in chicken and rice or hashtag chicken and rice, you can see what else comes up and go, oh, they use these other hashtags. Like, and that can kind of get your ideas going. Plus, you can kind of probably use some of those hashtags. Yeah, too. that's a great way, especially because I know that, you know, you experience this a lot too, is when you create this content and you're taking the pictures and you're doing all of this, it is really easy to breeze over this um, keyword pin description. You're like, ah, just get it up there. I'm so done with this post. I want to be over it. But it's a really important part that you take the time to figure out what to use because like you said and like you're experiencing by testing certain things you've experienced growth and that's what makes you grow month over month year over year 
on Pinterest. And you can kind of think of like, what's your workflow? So I am very much that way. Once I've got the blog post written in the photos, I'm like, peace out. I don't want to be in here anymore. And I know that about myself. So if you're also that kind of person where you're like, I got the photos up, ready to publish, bye. Do this stuff ahead of time. So I research these hashtags and the keywords on Pinterest ahead of time. And I pre-write those descriptions and I have them in a spreadsheet so that then when the post is done, this is at the beginning, but when I still, still in concept period for the post, then when the post is done, I can just copy and paste that stuff in because I'm, I'm ready to be finished with it once the photos are loaded in the blog mm-hmm. post. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you there for sure. Um, okay, so here's a couple other things that I know people are going to ask as follow-ups. Um, should they update older pins with hashtags? Sort of. (laughs) So um, don't go back in your pin boards and start updating pins. Just go like what I would start with is, you know, what pins are actually sending you traffic? What blog posts are getting traffic already? And I would go into those blog posts, not the pins on Pinterest, but I would go into those blog posts and I would update the pin description to add some relevant hashtags. And I would kind of work my way back from there. Anything that would be a priority would be things like, things that are getting traffic, something that's seasonally relevant, or something that is is trend relevant. So for example, um, there's a new movie for Wreck-It Ralph coming out this December. So if I had old Wreck-It Ralph content, I would want to go into those blog posts, make sure that my my, uh, pin descriptions have hashtags so that I can bump up to the top of search knowing that that's coming out. Uh, okay, I see what you're saying. So not necessarily going back and just mass updating everything, but having a strategy behind it. Yes. So there's some blog posts I'll probably never update with hashtags on the pin because it's just not quality. It's not relevant. It's not seasonal. It's not going to bring me mm-hmm. a lot of traffic. Exactly. So if you're, um, let's say, this is another question I get a lot from people because of their experiences with Instagram. And because you have this hashtag, you know, strategy course, you understand hashtags across every platform. So what happens is that sometimes people take their experience with a platform, most often it's Instagram, and they try to apply it to Pinterest. And their biggest question is, how do I know how many hashtags there are or the volume of hashtags like I see on Instagram? Can I see that same thing on Pinterest? You can see it on Pinterest, but it's not really relevant to the strategy in the same way as it is on Instagram. So like on Instagram, you look at, okay, how many followers do I have? Okay, I can compete with hashtags in this certain range of use numbers. It's not necessarily that way on Pinterest. Pinterest isn't looking at hashtags as the only factor for you showing up in the search result. They're looking at the image, the quality of the link it's going to, the um, the other words in your description, the board that you pinned it to, like how relevant is it to that board? It's looking at all of these cues for what your content is about. And it's really more interested in matching people to the content based on how closely it, um, all those factors match what that person is searching for versus Instagram. It's kind of, And even Instagram has changed really in the last year. Instagram, it kind of was like a usage, a numbers game, right? You, you can compete in this, this level of, of, you know, maybe you can use a hashtag that has a hundred thousand uses. You know, that for the size of your account, you can compete in that 
hashtag range. And so you're just going to like throw, throw those hashtags at the wall and just keep, keep posting content. It's not necessarily the same on Pinterest. Pinterest, it's more of like almost an SEO keyword type of game. Sometimes you're going to see results really fast because your content and your hashtags are seasonally appropriate and things that people are searching. And other times it's just, it's just not going to do anything until all of a sudden, six months later, that post picks up and you're like, whoa, what happened? Um, and, and you can tell, that's kind of a good test to do. When you start using hashtags, you can go into Google Analytics and you can use the secondary dimension to see which pin sent traffic to a specific blog post. And then you, can, you get like a list of the pins that sent the, that traffic. You can see how many you know, how many visitors it sent over to that post, but you can click on the pin and look at it and go, oh, okay, this one is consistently at the top month to month. Oh, I used hashtags on it. And oh, I have five versions of this. This one version is always the top one sending me traffic for that post. I'm going to go to my blog post and update that description with those hashtags and that description, because that's my high performer that's sending me the most traffic. So you can do those kinds of things um, to update where on Instagram, like the post is out there, it's done, you know, you publish it, it's done. You you can't be editing it. It's not going to work better (laughs) that way or anything like that. Whereas Pinterest, it's just, it's really a different game. We want to apply those same strategies, but it's really a very different way of thinking. So that what you said about analytics and going to Google Analytics, there isn't any specific like um, way to track in Pinterest analytics or Google analytics, these ones that have hashtags, you really have to do some digging like you're talking, correct? Mm-hmm. As okay. far as I know, yes, you can okay. save, you can save that report, like the first time that you run it, you can save it. So you can go back and look at it over and over, but you still have to open up each pin that's referring the traffic to your blog. So the last question, a few of the last questions we have here from the group is, I think this one's a pretty valid question that people don't know because Pinterest hasn't said a whole lot. But their biggest question is, are Pinterest users actually really clicking on the hashtags? Or are they just happening upon them and then they click on them? Or is it just for search? What do you think? What's your hypothesis? Do you think users are actually picking up on them? So Enid Huang, this was in March 2018 at AdThrive's conference. She said, yes, you know, users are actually searching hashtags. Anecdotally, when I talk to like users, which my dad is my case study, <laughs> my love dad it. loves Pinterest for everything. Awesome. <laughs> I'm like, hey, dad, are you using hashtags on Pinterest? He's like, no, there's hashtags on Pinterest. So I, I don't like when I approach it, I'm not approaching it like, oh, I want to write an enticing hashtag so people click on it. I'm thinking about the people that I know who are, ha- who are Pinterest users and they're not going to use hashtags. What they're going to do is they're going to type in best sangria recipe in search. And so I'm like, okay, how can I position my hashtags and choose hashtags that are going to give really strong signals to Pinterest that my content is about the best sangria recipe? I would, I agree with that and concur asking all my friends who are not in the online space who just use Pinterest. I would say if they end up using hashtags, it's because they first done a search best sangria recipe and then they find these and then they see that there's a hashtag that's clickable and so it's kind of like they're happening upon the hashtag but it's not their original intent to use them whereas that might be different on other platforms but 
yeah, half my friends don't even know they're even on there or they work, right? Because it's not been on there. I mean, a lot of like people that are not in this space, they don't even really know how hashtags work. They just think it's a funny thing that, you know, is on late <laughs> yes. night comedy hour. You make yes. hashtag sign with your fingers. Like, you know, they're like yes. hashtag goals. I mean, they're not a know. marketing strategy. Exactly. They're just, yeah. 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 I'm thinking of that video now too with Justin Timberlake. Um, okay. So two <laughs> last questions. And I think this one probably ties into, you know, we had a big stolen pins issue this last year on Pinterest and pins being stolen and redirected. And so somebody said, I've been hesitant to use hashtags because I heard pins with hashtags are more likely to be scraped by spammers. True or false? What's your thoughts? I have no idea. I mean, spammers have all kinds of sophisticated tools and bots and things running. I, I think anything is is scrapable, takeable, findable, scannable by scammers. If they want it, they're going to get it. So we can try to make things harder to find for them, but you've got to find a balance. If you if you make it hard for them to find, you make it hard for other people to find too. So what's your what's your battle? You're I agree too. Fight? And most of the um, bots that we've seen or we've seen promoted, they just swipe your content regardless of if you have a hashtag or not. Their goal is just to steal people's content. So I wouldn't, I agree. I wouldn't be con- too concerned about that. The last question, and this was somebody's hesitation, is that they're worried that people will click on them and it sends people away from their pin. What's your thoughts on that? That's awesome. <laughs> and the reason is you can be on the other receiving end of that. Somebody else has a chicken and biscuits post. They have the hashtag, they click it, they see your post in the feed, your picture looks way yummier, they're going to click on yours. So I think it's when we think about, okay, what is Pinterest's goal? And and there's very much a mindset around Pinterest. Pinterest's goal, they've said over and over, is they're basically in the discovery business. We help people discover stuff. So if you think about it that way, you're like, if Pinterest makes it easier for people to discover things then that's going to become more and more the place they go to discover. Like my dad, he switched from being a Googler. He's now a Pinterest guy. And if we can get people to where Pinterest is the first place that they go to find ideas, guess what? That's more people who are going to go find our ideas more yeah, often. Such a good, wise approach to that. And I think that saves people. Well, that approach saves your mental sanity. You know, you're not in this mode of competition all the time, but you're just in the mode of serving your audience, right? Just giving them the best content, delivering up what they need instead of worried about all these other things that are happening, which can be a distraction in business. And it makes it hard to move forward in your own business when you're constantly worried about competition, I guess. And I think if you if you are, you know, there's healthy amount of competition. I think when we look at what else is out there and figure out how can we have a better, different angle on this, we create better content. So when you're doing that research, looking for the keywords on Pinterest, looking for your hashtags on Pinterest, like I do this when, before I even write my post. And I don't just do it on Pinterest. I do this on Instagram, everywhere. <laughs> I look at the other content that's out there and I try to figure out how can I make this bigger, better, faster than what's already out there? How can I make a twist on it? but not just in the content itself, but visually. And this is where 
you can be really strong on Pinterest and take advantage of the fact that if they click on hashtag Halloween costume, all the Halloween costumes are going to come up. You can make yours stand out in the feed visually so much more than anyone else's. And I had a post picked up and featured on BuzzFeed within like three days of publishing last year because I did the research ahead of time to know that if I put this Halloween costume on a hot pink background, it was going to stand out not only in the feed on Pinterest, but on Instagram and everywhere else. And that's where BuzzFeed picked it up actually was on Instagram. But that pin has done so well for me because I did the research ahead of time to go, well, everybody else is taking photos of this on a brown or dark background. I'm going to make mine hot pink. Mm-hmm. And it stands out. And that's so, so smart wise. I love that because I always tell people with their images to do something that attracts people in a different way to really get back to that billboard advertising. If you've got the same billboard that looks like everybody else's, nobody's going to notice it. But if you have something that stops them in their tracks, they'll notice it. And when we were talking with Pinterest the other day, we were talking about, um, I think they referred to it as a thumb stop? How do we get people to stop their thumb from moving? Because most of them are on their phone. And so really digging deep, I love that. You know, I'm not going to do brown or orange. I'm going to do hot pink. There you go. Even those minor tweaks. So I think, you know, kind of tying it all together. And what we talked about here today was, yes, there's the component of hashtags. There's the component of keywords. And there's the component of images. And all of these go together to create a great strategy that can continue to propel you forward month over month, year over year. But as you're demonstrating, you have to be actively watching, pursuing, paying attention so that you can make the right choice for your content going forward. Yeah, I mean, if you think about, uh, there's a lot of new bloggers. I have a, a little Facebook group and I have a bunch of new bloggers who are in there and they'll be like, nothing's new under the sun. I don't know what I can do. If you do the research, the path will become like very evident to you. And so a platform like Pinterest, where people can click on a hashtag or search hashtag and find your content in a sea of everyone else's you can easily see everything else that's out there and figure out how to make your content stand out. I mean, especially if you're a food blogger, oh my gosh, there's some really ugly food photos on there. If you can photograph your food to look pretty, even as simple as like putting it on a blue plate because everyone else used a white plate, um, things like that that visually can make you stand out, you can use the structure of how hashtags are searched and presented and and show up on Pinterest, you can use that in your favor to your advantage. Is there any last minute tips you have for anybody else regarding hashtags? Um, I'm trying to think there was one I was thinking about. No, I can't exactly remember um, exactly what it was. But I think, you know, it's one of those things that I guess kind of overall with social media, if you see something that is new, invest the time to learn it when it's still new. And even if it's not new, because when it's still new, you can make mistakes. Nobody knows it. The platform changes and grows with you. And it's not as, as uh, in depth or difficult to learn. However, let's say you didn't start in the beginning. It's okay. Start now. Just always look at things almost kind of like with childlike wonder. Like if I poke this thing, what happens? Okay. Now that I know what happens, let me try to poke it in a different way. And so just kind of doing that experimentation like we learned in middle school science class. Always test, analyze what happened, make some tweaks. You can't go wrong. You're going to find a strategy 
That way you're going to figure out, oh, this worked. Oh my gosh, this result that, that nobody's talked about, that nobody's found. I'm getting this result for my, my content. You don't find that out if you're waiting for somebody to come and tell you, hey, this is how you, how you do this X, Y, Z. How did that person find out? Well, they tested. So you can always do that with your content test, analyze what happened, and then adjust your strategy. Mm. Good word. And we'll make sure to link to the A-B testing podcast we have in the show notes. Um, Jennifer, where can people go to connect with you and even find out about your hashtag course that you have? Yeah. So everything is on my site called smartcreativesocial.com. All my courses are there and you can sign up for my group and my email list all right there. I love it. Thank you so much for taking time to just speak with us today. Really, really appreciate it and look forward to testing out some of our hashtag strategies. I'm excited to see your guys' results. 